Hello, followers of CNR Dumber and Dumbest reporting to you today is only the seed. The R is nowhere to be found. Just to give a little update, we are partway through our high school year and loving it. Uh, we're sorry we haven't been able to get more content out. It's been quite busy, but a very enjoyable experience indeed. All right, today's topic is a little darker, a little more sad. So if you are sensitive, um, here are all the trigger warnings. I'm not going to list them out, but um, this is not a case for everybody. But I am recording a podcast for my forensics class. So um, this is going to double as that project and some content for you all. This is a very famous case from 1996. It's the John Benet Ramsey case. John Benet Ramsey was a six-year-old pageant girl. Uh, her parents loved to involve her in pageantry. She was very good at it. Uh, very cute in her costumes. I've seen the videos. Um, but one day, on December 26th, 1996, her mom wakes up, walks down the stairs, and finds a three-page ransom letter on the stairs. Um, as soon as she finds it, she runs to her daughter's room. Her daughter is nowhere to be found. Um, at 5.52, she calls the police and reports a missing persons case. The police arrived on the scene, um, and the chain of command in forensics is very important because that's how you validate your evidence for court, that's how you make sure, make sure everything has been cataloged correctly, and a chain of, the chain of command was broken. The family should have been asked to leave the scene while the police did a thorough investigation, even though there was no reason to believe she was um, on the scene because at the time the police just thought it was a standard missing persons case. Um, and let's get a little bit into ransom notes. When you think of a ransom note, if you were a criminal, how much would you demand? I, personally, would go for some nice number, like 100000 500000 a million, even. That's very reasonable for a ransom. Um, one of the points of suspicion in this note was that it demanded a very specific um, amount of money. I believe it was 118000 uh, don't quote me on that. But, yes, that note was extremely incriminating towards the mother, Patty Ramsey. Not the father, John Ramsey, however, because uh, upon further handwriting analysis by forensic um, specialists, the handwriting didn't match him at all, but it was consistent with the handwriting of a woman. And when the police took handwriting samples from both Patty and John, um... The things that forensic analysts look for are things like diacritic placement, which is how you dot your I's and cross your T's. That was consistent with the mom's handwriting and the ransom note. Um, her flourishes, which is how you curve your G's, um, curve your T's, write your A's and E's. Um, that's very identifiable for a person. And uh, those were also consistent with the mom's writing. So uh, handwriting analysis heavily incriminates her for having written the note. And there was a feminine touch to the note because of the way um, it was translated onto the page. So handwriting specialists think that two people were involved in writing the note, that a male was talking and the female was trying to, uh, translating it onto the page, excuse me, um, just because of the way um, it makes sense that someone was talking and a woman was translating it because of the way it said... Um, like, we have your daughter, she's safe, um, like, she is, we'll return her to you unharmed, 
just keywords like safe and unharmed, um, ransom notes are usually very short and the extra care that was put into this note also heavily incriminates her because she's a mother. And um, the uncanny length and combined with the specific amount of money uh, led police to believe that the crime was committed by someone close to them. Which, that makes sense. Think about it. Like, maybe you're in debt. You only need a certain amount of money. You know the Ramses have a good amount of it because of their beautiful, large home. And uh, their ability to involve their daughter in pageantry so much. Um, so, yes. At this point, the mom's heavily incriminated the brother. There's no evidence against him. Um, and this takes place in Boulder, Colorado. So, the police arrive. It's about 550 uh, in the morning when the mom calls the police. Um, the police break the chain of command and tell the family to go search the house for anything unusual. And the dad goes straight to the basement. It's it's logical. Think about it. You would go from the bottom up or from the top down. Uh, he just shows from the bottom to the top. And he immediately finds her in the utility room outside the wine cellar in their basement. Um, so they get the police down there. And, uh, it's, you would think that it's incriminating that he found the body so quickly, but it, it makes logical sense, and there's nothing really else to, uh, uh, incriminate the dad. So he's really off the suspect list, in my opinion. Um, John Bonet was tased and sexually assaulted before she was strangled to death by a smooth cord, uh, that was tightened using a paintbrush from the mom's paintbrush set um let's get into a little bit about why the police thought that the parents murdered her and why they didn't look into into any outside suspects so the police were convinced from the very start that um the ramsey parents murdered their daughter because there was snow on the ground when the murder was committed and uh, there were no prints in the snow outside the house, um, that showed anyone coming in or out. Um, let's think. Oh, there was evidence that suggested that the ransom note was written inside the house. And, uh, the body was inside the house, obviously. So that's, the police were just convinced. They refused to look at any evidence that suggested someone outside, um, murdered her. But there were, uh, several suspects on the outside. Personally, in my opinion of the case, I think... Uh, the second sp- suspect, Gary, uh, o- Olivia. Yes, I keep struggling with that name. Gary Olivia. Um, there was also another suspect, Bill McReynolds, and the last one that I won't get into too much detail about, John Mark Carr. I really don't think he did it, but I will get into a little bit about the other two. So Bill McReynolds, he was a neighbor, as was Gary Olivia. And uh, sometimes he would dress up as Santa Claus. It was around Christmas when she was murdered. It was the day after Christmas. And uh, his own daughter had been kidnapped or abducted many years before. Um, and his wife, this is very incriminating, get ready for this. His wife wrote a play about um, a child being murdered in a basement, which happens to be exactly where Miss John Bonet was unfortunately murdered. Um, but there's nothing to suspect Bill McReynolds. Uh, there's no reason to believe he would murder her. Um, he was their neighbor. He was always friendly towards her. There's no DNA evidence. 
In fact, there's no DNA evidence against anybody uh, in this entire case. There was DNA evidence found in her underwear, but that wasn't linked to any of the suspects, any of the family members. It was concluded that was just left over from um, um, improper manufacturing, like some employee in the company, um, their DNA just got into the package of underwear. So yes, DNA evidence is not a problem in this entire case. We don't worry about it. We don't convict anyone based on it. In fact, the case is unsolved. Um, so yes, there's nothing to suspect. Bill, Bill McReynolds crossed him out the list. Uh, John Mark Carr was an elementary school teacher. He wanted, he tried to uh, take credit for the case, but ultimately the police found um, what he was actually doing or where he actually was at the time of the crime. And uh, he was not a suspect, even though he wanted to be for, you know, 15 minutes of fame. A terrible way of fame, but makes sense. Um, lastly, Gary Olivia. He was charged with child pornography charges, drug charges, and he had a photo of John Bonet in his backpack. Another, there's so much evidence against this guy. Um... Another is that he called his friend Michael Vale a day after the murder took place and said, quote, I heard a little girl, I hurt a little girl, end quote. Um, he also went on to say where he heard this little girl, Boulder, Colorado, a.k.a. where John Bonet uh, was levi- living and where she died. Um, and hospital reports show us that no other little girls were hurt in that area uh, on that day. So, whole phone call, very incriminating. Michael Vale turns it into the police. Um, and Gary Olivia was considered a suspect. But there's no, there was no confession. There's no um, DNA evidence in this entire case, as I said. So, they really didn't have enough to um, convict him at that point. So, this entire case is still unsolved. Um, forensics can learn to keep the chain of command which is so so important in making sure all your evidence is valid and um uncompromised and just generally that not every case can be solved um confessions are important evidence is important dna is important and uh even though forensics really helps us to solve cases not every case can be um not every case can be solved with it even though it is an amazing um an amazing tool in solving crime today Uh, let's see oh one more point to hit uh john and patty their parents uh, their body language interview upset the media terribly uh what you would expect in parents in grieving parents when um their child has been murdered uh you want them to cry um just show emotion show terrible grief and none of that. The parents displayed zero of that. In fact, there was no crying. There was no grief. There was just general outrage at the police and the media and the reporters. Um, because they were so mad that uh, they were being tried as suspects for their daughter's murder. They were saying um, all the correct things. Like, let's find the real killers. Rule us out as suspects so we can help you. Um but just their overall body language as commented on by a forensics um, body language analysis, um, it was just like shameful guilt, um, some lying markers, some honesty markers, but definitely um, 
suspicious body language throughout all their interviews. Um, in this case, it's been unsolved for many, many years and still is. Um, police investigated this case since it was so famous for 20 years after it happened. 10 years, 15, a long, long time. And um, the parents, they never, no confessions, nothing. Well, that does not bring us to the end. I almost said that. Whoops, my bad. Um, shoe prints. So, as I said, it... Okay, so this is going to be my speculation of what happened. So, it snowed, obviously. It was in December in Colorado. I'm sure it would snow. Um, pictures from the scene show that there was snow in the front of the house. But there was very little to none in the back of the house. And so a detective, a private detective hired by the Ramses, um, since the Boulder police were so against them, found that um, someone could have easily gone around back. There was a grate um, that opened and allowed access into a window and then into the basement. And um, so the detective himself tried to climb through it, even though Boulder police dismissed it because of a man couldn't fit through that great obviously or that window and so the detective tried it and lo and behold he fit and it was very very easy very convenient um way in and out of the house very safe you don't have to pass the parents you don't have to walk through the house um there were footprints found in the basement um not belonging to any shoes that the ramses owned which supports my theory of an outside source um but then there was also another pair of unidentified footprints, um, which I think could have been the mom. What I speculate happened was maybe Gary came into the house, came through the basement, um, finds John Bonet, brings her down to the basement. Um, maybe the my uh sorry, the mom finds them and gets scared that um she and her husband will be blamed for the murder, or maybe Gary threatens her. And, uh, either way, um, she ends up writing the note, uh, the ransom note, and staging the entire thing. I very strongly believe that the mom was involved, especially in the ransom note, and I think it's very plausible that someone like Gary, with all these, um, with all these police, uh, charges against him, that he could have done something like threaten the mom and make her, um, write such a note. People also believe the Ramsey parents to be terrible people because they forced their daughter, their young daughter, into um, such a sexualized um, hobby, like pageantry. Um, so people really don't like the parents. Um, they, the media was always against them, the police were always against them, but there was nothing beyond the note to convict them on. Some people try to speculate that her nine-year-old brother killed her, I personally don't think there's any evidence against him. I don't think he would have been strong enough to detain her or strangle her. Um, yeah. It's just, it's very sad. It's a very unfortunate case um, that I wish could have been solved to give the public, um, to give the public their closure. I mean, it's just, it's an all-around tragic thing. Um, I'm glad forensics can learn from it least um this has got to be me signing off leaving you to think about that 
And what do you think happened in this case? Please share your views anywhere you want. Maybe you'll even lead to a lead. Who knows? All right, signing off. See you later. See you in our Dumber and Dumbest.